Hi everyone! Thank you for coming out tonight to Recorded support the Poetry Project and readings by Claudia Larocco and Corinne Keithley Sires. Um, we're gonna Claudia's gonna read first. We'll take a short break and then Corinne will read with performers as well. And my name is Christine Sansan Howe, and I'm the Friday Night Series Coordinator for the Fall 2014 season. Um, please also feel free to pick up a newsletter at the back of the table, visit Poetry Project's website to follow up with upcoming events. Our next reading is on December 19th, where we will have choreographer Ursula Egley and poet Lyric Hunter. Hey! <laughs> Claudia Larocco's writings are not concerned with drawing distinctions. They're also not about reacting to art as much as it is about observing it, staying with it, becoming it. Art criticism is one way to think about some of her work, poetry another, but I do think something about it defies categorization. Larocco's writings moves from subject to feeling fluidly, effortlessly, like a physical action, less like a physical action and more like a bodily impulse. In her piece, just go for it, go for it, she writes, what happens when we take people out of their context? Some things were accurate and some weren't, he says. Yes, no, maybe, I don't know. You can't always trust the people you interview. I mean, you never should. But here's the conundrum. You also have to fall in love somehow, to create an in intimacy, to let time fall away. For Larocco, her meditations on art, poetry, and criticism come from physical intuition. This is writing at its most intimate form. Larocco's recent and ongoing interdisciplinary collaborations include projects with the performance company Finlay Sandsmark and the composer Philip Greenleaf. Larocco founded the performanceclub.org, which won a 2011 Creative Capital Warhol Foundation Arts Writers Grant and focuses on criticism as a literary art form. She is a member of Off the Park Poetry Press and contributes frequently to the New York Times and Art Forum. She has also had residencies at Stanford University, Headland Center for the Arts, and Lower Manhattan Cultural Council's process space on Governor's Island, as well as performed at such places as Dance Space Project, the Center for New Music in San Francisco, Counterpa Counterpath Press, and the Mount Tremper Arts Festival. Badlands Unlimited published her selected writings, The Best Most Useless Dress, earlier this year. Please welcome first-time reader to the Poetry Project, Claudia Larocco. Hi, everyone. Thanks for coming out on a very rainy night. Usually time these things beforehand, but... Um, so I'm going to read one long piece. Um, when, uh, when I knew that I was reading with Corinne, um, who I've been a big, big fan of for years, I had this idea that I would take a review that I'd written of her work um, for the New York Times and mash it up and make something new with it, but then, um, you know, life sort of <laughs> interceded, and I didn't do that. But I then realized that actually I had already done that. Um, this piece is called The Fairy is Turning Course Now Away from the Sun, and it was just published in the journal Palaksh, Palaksh, which I'm probably 
mispronouncing, um, but I wrote it uh, as part of a performance with the choreographers Ainsley Vandenbroek and Lauren Grace Baxt. Um, so it, it premiered at Counterpath in Denver, Colorado, and it, it essentially cannibalizes a lot of my writings from other places, um, and a lot of the poems from, from this book. Um, and it's, it invites a sort of porous attention span, so you know, if you feel like lying on the floor, closing your eyes, it's completely fine. Um, the ferry is turning course now, away from the sun. How did you think it was going to end? There was this diagonal, there was you. Everything just so, that's how the reader proceeds. But what if you leave the page, the diagonal bleeds out, heat lamps, hand finds hip. If you could not be gesture, what would you? An idea of space, blood, no blood, the red shrug. I was drunk, I'm sorry, it didn't mean anything. I moved the desk back. I know my neighbor's voice so well. The music repeats there and there. Yes, Corinne, the cord shakes, the lectern awaits, another kind of security. They are about to demolish your house. Now you're traveling, weather system. We cannot hear you, you cannot. The train goes fast, the church goes slow. I took some notes while watching, taped foot, the arm reaches, radiator, neither formal nor thematic. Richard Foreman line? No, clothesline. Women turning and turning, books laid out, the soul turning. Rebecca is camping, small to tallest, rubbers and chiffon, Vicky winks at the musician. Maybe to look through the people, to only see partially. Little smiles, little steps. I don't have a plan, I just always anticipate it happening. Veins in the hand, foot six inches off the ground, sweat pooling. You will run, you will. Black checkerboard like brushed satin nickel, of if not, why not? This idea of smallness and bigness all at once. What are you doing, what? Romeo will never come. Juliet finds other diversions. She still dies young. The pipes are shaking, the scaffolding is backlit, lunge, lunge. The longer I do this, the worse I get. I can put my leg here, it's not important. I am the elegant blonde, is this outer space? It's not important. Miles Davis, in Spain, we begin again and again and again. Speed, the will to power. Persephone and what came after. How did she think this was going to end? The sight of the encounter, the jaw resolves, puncture wound, our politics change, not our emotions. Or is it the other way around? We end up waiting, our taped feet darken like chimney sweeps. If we could rise up now and float over you. If not, why not? Oh, right, the street lights outside, the cracked bowl, porcelain, filament, aftermath, the jet roars overhead. It's not always easy to look at things. Well, it's easy to look at war. Think about traffic accidents, the concrete horizon, the white room. It's not something she wants anyone to know. I had been traveling for hours, not quite 24 hours, to arrive in this little nowhere city, covered in a sky full of action. I changed my money and found the train station. She didn't know how to end things, and also how responsible she was, the possibility which theater provides to try to do something about faith. She couldn't say anything useful in your language. You say you like art that's useful to be around. 
all these corporate logos in the back of a book that tells us this event is not logocentric, does not believe in the inevitable zoom of electronic growth, to be mortal in the immortal moment. Here is something a traveler would say. I was eating one of the vegetable samosas the Indian woman sells in her shop for one euro. And here, but the real heart of Berlin is a small, damp, black wood, the Tiergarten. Not to stop yourselves, not to have expectations, rules. The midlife crisis begins to become understandable. Right onto museum plots. I have to have it and no, I don't want it. All the buildings like wedding cakes, all the widows like buildings. If you want quiet, kill them all. In the dream he tells me about the new girlfriend, my skull aches and I have to pee and I am oppressed by my body's need to die. It's need, in other words, to be a body. Everything taped. The body sinking down, only thinking to be at rest until it is. Endless information on the fire hydrant. How beautiful hands and feet are. She loses her concentration. In the tape, she says, or rather we hear her say, I was humiliated. She had no plan. She just always anticipated it happening, just like this. I feel bad, she says. It's not all to pretend you don't know, but to be present for what you know already. This vulnerability and desire for something enigmatic and self-contained. It's possible you spend too much time in theaters. Always the arms linked, always the airplanes rushing. Have you read the report? The one is coiled like a bow. How did you think it was going to end? One final effort to hold balance, and then she's off so delicately. The other has a more severe geometry. Articulation of feet, explosiveness of movement, acceleration from the starting blocks, the pure sweet tones, the almost words, his limbs, you think, will split apart. It will be a clean rupture. The other hunches down, the one floats. They keep tipping over. How to get balance. She always puts the tough face on, all that bubblegum awfulness, pink, all the little boys parading around. Look at you. Your implants are perfect. I tried to hibernate in them. I don't know what I'm doing here. Have you read the report? Have you looked at it? This is not an official no. She puts the tough face on. She can do anything. Something about that white flower, that dark hair. The stray dogs are running through the streets. You want this thing to go away, the body gets closer, standing in the sun, squinting, the stars are all over you. We fall in love with people, artists, and we can't do without them. And then we have to, and we think we won't be able to go on. But we, these two, two bodies, low gravity, not zero, no. I do not want to spend my life without knowing anything else. We look at war. There was another document. There were earlier incidents. I'm going to ask you now to be yourself. Did you think that was it? It's not something people want. People want anything. I had a, I had an, I knew what I wanted. Languor and fallen souffles, this life thing, this word thing, the sun rises, outer space, come to the veranda. Prostitutes? No. Whores? Maybe. The hip outflung, the gentlewoman waiting, she is not gentle. In another sense, this is also true. The author maybe isn't dead, he's only preoccupied by a lady caller. Mistakes always profit someone. The players arrive, no mad hatter, alarm, alarm, 
horrible, empty Sunday feeling, theater tries to stop it. No, that's the first false line, always the soft idiot, softly me. His heart is enlarged. He ties golden gloves around his neck, his physical self dissolving. He walks out into... I was busy myself with making sure the entire alphabet is there. It's harder and harder to be awake. Try to name it. If not, why not? The day lies crumpled on the hallway runner. His face is Swedish. Hole in one. No. Then use the back entrance. No. Lines and scarves and old-fashioned loves. It is a desperate business, this having a self to hold and not hold on to. Hold it. I thought this at least, I thought it, a strong drink, a mutual subject, the no hero in his best dressed whites, the whore's friend giggles. Okay, time is up. Joan can no longer wear her four inch red sandal heels. It's often difficult. The classes are held in the back room. If you don't pass, you fail. The observer changes the observed. The alphabet and then some returns, gently of course. The enlarged heart bursts. Rivulets of blood in the gutter. No, false again. Count again the things one might do. This and that. Famous people, busyness, alarms. The hotel room alone late at night. The carpet is impossibly white. The tower is a double crescent. There is a way in which the translator must love failure. The thin line of light splitting the morning sky. Waiting again. The beautiful coquette. There's nothing special about you. The master of ceremonies awaits. He had to return to tell you this. The band is warming up. Now no one can. Look, now there is nothing to see again. The office worker will one day be a star. Hello, hello. The world hangs up on you. The jeweled fingers slip around. Your no one cannot say it, say it. The ribbons hang limply from the sky isn't falling yet. Put the mountain in a box. Put the box in a dumpster. Poor old girl. We all end up on the floor. I just always anticipated this happening. The exact method of destruction, the way the torso shifts, hinges, angles, the way the G-train lurches forward, the way my body shudders when speared on yours, sweat suctioning. It's possible not to name the losses. Maybe you can't sometimes. He's sitting slumped over. Ugly sweater, the wrong pattern. You've been working the tubes. That's the kind of narrative they want. Do a song and dance. Fold your elbows this way, that. When I told you I was in love with you the first few times, I didn't. Hand circling. The orange of the bench won't. Why would God need a memory? Why would memory need a God? She's coming to kill the spider. The spider won't be killed. He reads and reads. He is a carving. I gave you my future. It's possible this isn't good tequila. Possible she's a little bit in love. She's the bachelorette, he's the bride. The water now covers in sheets. The leg slides down the bed. Sheer cliff, falcon, blue noon. You won't catch anything anymore. Your love will fall and fall and fall. Hold on to me when I can't hold. Here comes the big spender. She pushes her glasses down her nose. She applies herself, this other she, it's no use. The lady, not the tiger, she's the one. I don't have a plan, I just always anticipate it happening. The exact method of destruction, put the mountain in a box, put the box in a dumpster. It's humiliating, seeing your face. Maybe they agree to hold you harmless. After all, the mountain is magic, or it is a mirror. 
We walked so long in the snow to find it. Have you read the report? How did you think it was going to happen? There were these things. You'd call them clouds. You'd call me conventional. They remember the colors, saturated pinks and purples. Shangri-La is lurid. That's what no one understands. We put everything precious in one hand-me-down. Listen, there were flash floods and everything. They barely got out alive. Maybe they didn't. When we looked, the photograph was blurry. There were strangers. Have you read the report? How did you think it was going to happen? Darling, this idea of all things coming together, that there would be time and no time, like you say, practicing. The man next to me is beautiful. He looks out the window. There are these things. You'd call them clouds. You'd call me conventional. You must have done something to make this happen. You had this idea. You knew what you... I don't anymore want to call you darling. The problem is one of attention span. The problem is one of the problems. I found a bunker for the bodies. I found a... The chemical continues to claim its flesh. There could be these things. She had this idea. Maybe that's all I want. Maybe I want the man next to me, but that isn't practical. The woman can't miss her flight. She stresses this information, this fact. We don't, we don't, we don't care, do we, my ex-darling, sometimes maybe, darling, again? Shot down, did you read the report? The president makes his funny face. He doesn't like when we disagree with him. Oh, I justify left, you justify right. No one claims the center. It feels like there is blue thinly being blue, there is white. The old man cuts in line, and this is why we don't like old men. Also, they're not useful. It's what makes them charming. But you see, there would have been, at one point, as it were, these things. And then everything would have been sunglasses wiped clean. We look at the crushed flowers from the night before. We didn't talk about it to anyone. Darling, no. Nothing in, nothing out. The system finally wants to be locked. The system finally wants to... So I really don't know what was my plan. I didn't have a plan. The whole night was really not part of my plan. How did you think it was going to end? I just always anticipated it happening. There was another document. There were earlier incidents. I'm going to ask you now to be yourself. Did you think that was it? It's not something people want. People want anything. The arrow need not know its mark. People think you must have done something to make this happen. All that's left of the fragment is an open parenthetical. It's humiliating to see your face like that. The middle body falls away. She stands on one leg, the other held at 90 degrees, the arm out, cocked, hard, held. The mother won't long outlive the nest. Set, reset. You want this thing to go away. Anything can feel unnecessary, bad. Shift of hip. The darkly red lips parted, foot tracing limp, torso falling down. Duplicate becomes you. Triplicate becomes you more. You want to save someone? Save yourself. And um, I'm just going to read a few more short poems. Very short. Um, so these are the poems from the book that I don't normally read. It's very hard to make eye contact in this. Um, because they're so short um, that I thought, since that one's so long, for me anyway, um, that I would read a few of them. Wish you were, wish I were. It's funny to get flowers when you're traveling. You can't keep anything. Eastern block skies, the right wrong shade of orange, electric green stillness. Why didn't I tell you certain things? 
The hero walks in, walks out. The extras have no sense of propriety. I wonder about getting just what we desire. The preamble at the butcher shop. My, what big eyes you have. September. The train moves above ground. There are fireworks. The glass is cool on her cheek. Minerva tries again to be human. Her circuitry is all fouled up. Her heart is wired for an alien wisdom. Last night, the clouds had moved impossibly fast. They were especially full of nothing, or so it had seemed to M in her drunken state. City clouds. Now it threatened rain. The obdurate boys next door played their games. Nothing at stake, everything. A neighbor phoned to say, I've met someone, the one. He planned to cook her fish. M's cheek will not cool. It glows in the dark cabin. This thing of being human, she thinks again, is too slow. The 21st century. One, I have to make myself like a vole on the tundra. The Leviathan awaits. There's nothing we can do about any of this. Think of a barely there membrane. Cave, beast, no cave, net game, no net. The Leviathan is coming. The idea of him is magical. The ice is thin. The water is black. Little feet on the tundra quivering. You make yourself a better engine, half horse, half function. You make a death of shivering. All the world goes quiet. The Leviathan is here. The idea of it is magical. The idea of it won't quit. Two. Knowledge of my mortality looms over me like a giant oyster. Pete, the lecherous doorman, is just waiting for me to make my move. I should brain him with a sock full of pennies. Finally, a use for pennies. Good fortune. It was April, and the rain was pouring down against the buds. Everything was new and wet. Spring, blossoms and all that jazz. I was trying to find a calm space in my head. Why do we repeat? Why do we repeat? Sprinkles, sugar, and happiness. There you were under the spotlight, looking not quite the way I wanted you to look. What was it the Rolling Stones said? I can't remember. Sometimes when I love you, it feels like my chest might cave in. I should be a sea otter, alone with his toys at feeding time. I should miss my stop and return, full of some new awfulness, some old pleasure. And there you'll be in the doorframe in that print cotton dress. My love, my love, I hardly remember myself. There is no real medicine, there is only art. How about that? You turned sideways and you weren't even cardboard. Will you hold this for me? The neon bowl was in my pocket. The petals keep coming in gusts, pale against the dark trees. Stealing borrowed lines, fore and after John Yao. I have argued with the obedient world, alone while the sun bled out over the darkening trees, the blue-black cardboard mountain cutouts. It did not, would not listen. It got colder and wrung the sun dry. I wasn't crying. This isn't a letter about that, John. I was quite calm. I argued. I would have argued all night long. You, your bags were packed, your flight imminent. You did not, would not, should not come back. The red eyes of the airport blinked on their towers. The sun fell behind the dark trees, lost in between the forgotten cardboard stacks. Metal for Linda Francis. 
The tall trees are rain dark, leaves plastered in yellow squares like tracing paper. My love, I keep finding out the answers. I pick up my checks, I try to stay in the moment. The imperial cafeteria is full again, long banquettes impossibly red and tasseled. The trap door is open, Linda. I'm trying to fall through. Two more. Geography. Well, that's how I feel. I'd like to be Norway, land of A-frames, land of the midnight sun, all over the horizon, the water spilling out like cod liver oil. Billions of silver-scaled fish swarming to get in, get out. Nobody wants to be landlocked. Nobody wants to be Switzerland. It just happens. Fable. When she grew very old, the Medusa decided to give her true heart away. It was, of course, made of stone. She was, again, very old and unlovely, though not in an unhandsome way. She saved up her courage to ask the moon if she might come for a visit and clear her head. This country, she wrote, this country is a disaster. The gay bars play the history channel. Stream of consciousness turns out to be a gutter. She packed light other than her heart. She had no particular needs, only to find a star man to explain to him the desperate scene. The moon was put out and shrank to a sliver. The Medusa drank and signed for all deliveries. She turned a few satellites to stone, but her heart, forgive the pun, wasn't in it. No suitable star man came. The Medusa decided to die. She found an asteroid for a grave. She gave her heart to the moon before leaving. The moon, typically, did not know whether to be irritated or relieved. They said their goodbyes. Shortly thereafter, the moon contracted an incurable disease. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Corinne Keithley Sires' writings and performances are not separate from each other in the least. Words are silently woven into movement and movement into words on the page, all while playing and meditating in the space between the two. In her 2013 performance, Another Tree Dance, she takes a childlike curiosity while exploring the works of Ralph Waldo Emerson. Movement, images, and music create layers, giving density to the project, all the while maintaining an air of weightlessness and formlessness. Watching a version of it at Mount Tremper Arts in 2013, I remember feeling alive in an almost spiritual sense of the term, and fluent in a language that was not my own. In her 2005 essay, I Heapest, a manifesto for the patient, she writes, the heap is made of words and images. It is fair to consider these things as ghostly. Ghostly, that is, immaterially present. So it is fair to consider playwriting as spirited in the old alchemical sense of the word, in that forms of the past come forward, not in bodies, but in words. We deal with the presence of what is absence. We take 
of absent, we take the words into our bodies and bring them to standing, bring them to speech. It is a form of spirit possession, or maybe rather immaterial Jupiter possession. This is nothing to be ashamed of. Cyrus's work does not focus on a lack, but, quote, the presence of what is absent, or the substance of absence. It gestures at the ideas that pulsate beneath the surface, all the while using it as the underlying rhythm for a movement process. Cyrus is an interdisciplinary artist, participant historian of the New York City performance community, and creator of things that resemble plays from a distance, including Another Tree Dance 2013, Montgomery Park or Opulence 2010. She founded and co-edits 53rd State Press and leaves trails of audio, video, and ukulele covers on her website, fancystitchmachine.org. Please welcome Corinne Keithley-Sires. Hi folks, thanks for being here. I'm very, very honored to be at Poetry Project uh, with Claudia, and thank you, Christine, for inviting me. Um, KJ Holmes and Sarah Jane Stoner are gonna perform the uh, section of a new play that I wrote called The Lydian Gale Parr. And um, as with almost every play that I've written, this first script that I write says that this is to happen in an ornate interior, which should ideally be hand-embroidered by me, a kind of fantastic tent, and you can imagine that you are assembled in such a space. Um, I've never managed to pull it off, but maybe this time there will be a tent. Um, so this is the first section of this, of this play, and the section is called Letter One. I came out of high wall city. I saw the walls from the outside. I was in the air, turning away. I have done nothing. I have done nothing to the cooing of pigeons. I will give with an unsparing hand. I dreamt there was another lobe of this city. The buildings were tall and made of stone. I dreamt that I was only waiting. I don't command. I wrote a letter of pure friendship. I was a long time looking. I was speaking in terms even more ecstatic than those. I don't pretend you could hear nothing. No, I don't pretend it. I speak in terms even more dramatic than those. I give you warning. I should be very glad to think of nothing that elves need. I am curious about this slender tree. I will move at my ease through these agreeable stations. I permit you to doubt it. I give a clear account of nothing. I knew a high-walled city not otherwise remembered. I knew what had not been inside. I spoke and as a freely. Lead me out of the room. Lie down in the silence. Offer yourself for sale. I can't see anything in it. I turned away because I could not justify myself. I remember myself then. I remember myself looking up. Look up again. Looking up again. Might be looking up now. I have said nothing. I have said nothing to the anger of dogs or the frailty of windows. I have said nothing to the grafting of plants or the startling of birds. I have said nothing to your radio or to your computer. I've said ancient things. 
I said these are ancient things. I said I am Leslie Gale Parr. My name is Lydian Leslie Parr. I come from a high-walled city I cannot remember. You must need to be quiet. I need to sleep but cannot. You might be sleeping now. I have done nothing but remain near at hand. I have done nothing but cook my dinners next to it. I have done nothing but find out how to drive home. I was curious about that slender tree. I was moving at my ease through the spacious gallery. I held or said something. Take it out of the room. Go on, take it out of the room. I took it out of the room because I could not justify it. I spoke in terms even more salacious than those. It was a letter of pure influence. Something marks the space between sections. Two. I want to see from the high basement the world you propose. I want to see its spectacular violence, its oracular violence. See from a high perch in that slender tree of the last century. I will know when this freedom has become intense. I will know better how laws can fail. That easy feeling about life. Don't answer me now. I accept you. I accept you on any terms. Leave me out of the room. Walk me to that slender tree. Put your face to the ground and be grateful. I spoke easily about it, how I entered the house by a mysterious process, by an unspecified process, how I don't know what it is, how I cannot remember the wall. I will not refuse the terms. I don't take his matter of life. I know the opening in the mountainous surround, a low descending mirror comes it over, an invention of the moment. I cannot possibly find it. I cannot possibly cover it. Not vicious or malicious, not noble or majestic. We launched our hero upon the courage. We found a vast region. I accepted it on any terms. Sit down and be watchful. Descend by an unspecified process of living fail power to a surface unspecified, a chair you cannot see, cannot possibly reach. There are bells in your hands. They ring with unsparing hands. They have done nothing to my unsparing hands, my hand unsparing. Something bends. A feeling bends under there, and I see it. Under the roof, beyond I see those, packed away like casement windows, open me outward. Let me look at the world you envision. I cannot possibly know it. Something marks the space between sections. Three. Drawing. When he was dull, she studied drawing, looked across the river, felt savage. She succeeded. He, he remained. He remained without human ingredients. I am perfectly free, I said very dully. I am left perfectly free to go in quest of one simple practical impulse to hang in vaguely lustrous folds about her body. It folded about her. I don't know what they have done. Please, by your swiftness, please, by your taking command of it, please, by the dismal iteration of mysterious brilliancy in this valley thick planted with gray trees, I am not to see around it. Might be swiftly selling it now. Might have traded you with something lustrous. Stop at the mark. Tell what lies beyond that slender tree, seen through a rough aperture in the wall, in a low descending wall. Now gone to ruin. Now finished for the last of us. 
now drained away, now laying in the light recognition, now pretending to be without radiance, without the usual level of radiance, swiftly passing a single angle, a solitary advantage. The message does not reach you. I carried the letter, but I lost it. I reached you without the message. I have gone well beyond it, flown well above that place. Then abruptly, I saw nothing. Then abruptly, I finished for the night. To crawl across that hollow place, on my knees, on scrape my forehead. I crawled out of a high-walled city I refused to remember. I came holding a letter which I lost. It was a letter of pure inquiry. The break is marked by a single moment of increase in the intensity of something, maybe light, vision, room tone, muscular tension. This increase makes a new plateau for the final section of this letter. Four. Give me your money. Warn me back from your deliberate excitement. Allow me to profit from your occasion. I don't know why. I cannot escape. I lost my travel clothes. I offered them for sale. They are old companions in arms, said the man who bought them. That is of no use, said the old lady who watched. Everything is done in the presence of some evil, some darkened will. Ask. I have deprived you of many scenes of lively disgust. I delighted in them intensely before the glass wall went opaque in the dust. It is a transaction of the interior. I don't know why. It is unclear. I invoke a line of all speculation. What all I saw will be of no use. I have all kinds of plans. I have transferred all the items. I have stood before all the scenes. I have seen all the lights go out. What I saw will be of no use. I want to play a part. I want its forms and ceremonies. I want you to pass swiftly through. I want to effortlessly past it. Through that oracular violence, to deliver this letter of warning. Go. Go on. Going on now. Might have gone all the way up. Might have got sick in the passage. Might feel a lightning in the head. Might feel a tightening of the throat. Might feel a burning in the skin. Might not find your way. Might not know how to breathe. Might not remember it. That easy feeling about life. That warning, it was coming. That warning, you had nothing to do with it. That sickening feeling. That darkening feeling. That hollering feeling. These are ancient things. I said, my name are ancient things. I said, my name is Leslie Gale Parr. I said, I am Lydian Gale Parr. Now come to this morning. Now arrived on the scene. Now arrived at this moment. Now asking you to leave, to unhand, to disembark, to dissolve the understanding, to disperse its fruits, to let them waste. I can't know why. Many gestures involving the eyes as if flashes of light or flying matter makes it reflexive to close them, to shutter them. A third person joins the two speakers standing between and slightly behind them. She initiates a song and together they sing. The song lasts for two full minutes. The only word in the song is hollow, but it is sung at such length and draped over so many notes in such strange shapes that it might also be understood as the word allow. That's, that's the Lydian Gale part. Thank you.
So I'm, feel free to widen out or reposition yourself as you would like. Um, I'm going to read one more piece. This is um, the trainer's tale from a play called Montgomery Park, and it's the third in a series of three uh, founding narratives about um, a, a building called Montgomery Park. Trainer's tale. Penn's Montgomery employed me to work against all her wishes to stop. Some things feel like grace in this world and some like suffocation. She says there's only two kinds of experience, grace and suffocation, and I, in a terrible, foul mood, am suddenly not. In this story, I am a trainer in the art of boxing, and she is my patron and pupil, and we begin at walking to Montgomery Park from a long ways off, a place I no longer remember, where I suppose I was living or maybe just waiting. She says she is all what's left of the founders and needs my help for some dismantling. So I can freely surrender what's mine to the walls of Montgomery Park, she says, without right of repossession. My tale begins traveling overland to Montgomery Park, a big stone set of walls with a glow in them. What's human is against itself. Years ago, I built a space in my mind for this relation, but as I tell it, I feel myself forgetting everything not contained by the thin line of this single telling, a cascading overboard of more life, forgotten. I am an old man now and miss my pen's Montgomery. Just before each sentence, I stop and try to commit the fullness of the feeling to my body, to that great living reservoir of undoing she devotedly painted on every wall in this place. Then I surrender the account without right of repossession. Over the doorway is a big arch, and as we walk up to it, she tells me what she intends for its inscription. To find for ourselves the undead mood of outward collapse and tumbling know what human is and what is just the counterpoint of pleasure and rest. A certain tree is stalking my memory on too many continents. Make me work, she says, and I do. These are my early criticisms of her boxing. You hit as if you didn't want to hurt anyone. Pick your feet up. You're not working. When the founding tales are all written, the park will be accounted for, but there are several things it is my place in this trainer's tale to tell you, which doesn't mean it will be long. If the others were distant early legends, this is the first record of real inhabitation, for I did live there for long years. The great pools of undoing don't stop undoing you. My name is only Trainer Montgomery, but it is enough name for me. I had another, but it doesn't matter that it began with H and made me German, because I have shed it in my duty and taken the name that started me over, my foundation, my finding, and my facing to Penn's Montgomery, my sinosure, my own North Star. In the morning, she asked me to exhaust her, so I would work her hard well beyond exhaustion, well beyond her having any say in the matter. What lies here is a kind of uncontained bliss, a wonderful sort of freedom from the desire to recover yourself, from which feeling I would take her to the hall where she was working, bring her food and wine to restore her energy, and she would begin painting. She would work the whole day into the night painting, painting everything she could recollect from her travels with M when they moved through the country in the wake of the war of great deadness and saw so much and so much cost. When her hand would stop, it was for me to put it back to work, apologizing to whatever parts of her prefer to stop working. 
I then would say, as agreed, it is not about your own desires, but just to disappear into work, to combine with this undertaking without right of repossession, only a small amount of pens and a larger part Montgomery. Neither greatness of creation nor abnegation and submission, but settling in happily to her own smallness. And so one by one, she takes each scene from her memory and gives it over to the walls, says give it away, a dispossession you could think of as a species of combination. I am happy to sit all day and keep my eye on her hand, for she, she moves slowly and there is no great pressure, and I have plenty of time to devote to my own writing, a long verse poem on the art of boxing. At night we eat and love each other. I have forever been mistaken for a quietist, she tells me one day. We are looking at the first full wall. I have been mistaken for a quietist because I've had the name of one and performed the part without considering the possibility of not. But as I painted this first notebook, I realized it is not filled with quiet. She is right, it is no pastoral. The painting continually interrupts itself in tiny lines that describe a slow collapsing under its own feet. She confesses she is always devastated, though I can see no trace of it. This is a thing that lives inside of her, and this is the first lesson, an opportunity to speak about the wallpaper at last, the wallpaper, teach me my undoing. I'm seeing the wall in my memory now as I did the first time, a weird kind of storytelling. She has made a mural, but the scenes all merge. There is a family she and M saw in Indiana, laid out, dead and peaceful, and only one of them left living. But the outlines of the figures are overwhelmed by their own giving way, a kind of spilling away. The mood of outward collapse, she says, and I think I understand. If you were to look quickly at the walls, you would see an abstract pattern and only with much attention discern the record of actual life. For she undoes her own pictures, gives them away, unravels them and reuses them as if charting spider flight, how each solid thing coasts out onto air and glides until it falls into the next place. It is a picture of this more than anything else, this gliding between perches, channels of thought. This is how she paints. First the hall, and then rolls and rolls of paper for when there are rooms enough to paper, and a long border to skirt the ceilings. Vital, decorated stillness. Could I be more helpful? Some chronology might help you. I'm trying to remember. The wallpaper is the beginning. There is the war on horses. There is the entire part about the trains coming through, captive to the golden hour as if it were the only time of day. There is explaining how she made advertisements, invited people to live here at Montgomery Park, the disappearance of all normal feeling after she died, grateful to all the temporary things after forgetting my terrible failure to be glad. There is the bad doctor. I'm too old and don't want to tell you how he came to own this place or claim he did. He is in our house band and I am a roll of trash cans. He made it an institution for the sick after a fashion, but Montgomery Park is against him. Built light into itself, an intelligent building, light made of that original dispossession, the gift of all Penn's Montgomery's memories, its founding store and mind. And here I am, sitting in the fluorescent light of the 19th century. When I have told it all, I can go. The skipping stone analogies of her wallpaper are the only things I'll keep with me. The sky is detailed and full of junk, and I love Penn's Montgomery. Almost everything I've told you now has no record but these sentences. I give them away without right of return. When she would work in the ring, she would give me bad looks. She had a hard time, no matter how much she wanted it, and never was able to cover up her expression, either to seem tough or kind. 
but I understood it was the personal assault that was needed and so would never allow myself to stop either. That was the task, to train ourselves not to stop until we were somehow gone. Breathe, don't drown, she says, like a hot air balloon you can will into opposition with great delicacy and sudden violence. Provisional catch is the shutter green blank of mind. It was I that set the first fire and wanting to join her. With my thinking, you understand, with my mind, I set the first fire. I grew tired, lived a hundred years here, tending to the paint and the light, trainer's tale. Thank you. The Poetry Project has promoted, fostered, and inspired the reading and writing of contemporary poetry since 1966. Consider supporting us by checking out a reading, becoming a member, or donating at poetryproject.org.